0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The president has claimed that he has the power to declare a national emergency and seize executive powers to deal with illegal immigration into the United States. But how true is that? Cato Vice President Gene Healy argues that presidents have long sought to enhance executive power and Congress's record is mixed on reining those powers in. We spoke this week.
1: So earlier this month, uh, President Trump threatened to declare a national emergency and build his border wall using the, quote, military version of eminent domain. And he's been sort of hot and cold on the idea since then. So it's hard to tell whether this is – whether he's going to cross the Rubicon or is this just another thing like the – The executive order ending birthright citizenship that he floated before the midterms, you know, is this just another pump fake designed to thrill the base and rile up the media? Uh, At this point, that's not clear.
0: So what does the constitution tell us about presidential authority with respect to an emergency, either real or imagined? And what has that meant historically?
1: Most of the emergency powers that the Constitution grants are in Article I, and they go to Congress. Uh, you know, Congress has the power to provide for calling forth the militia. Uh, the power to suspend habeas corpus is in Article I. The president uh, gets almost nothing in the way of unilateral emergency powers. Uh, he commands the militia when it's called into service, but Congress makes the rules for that. He also has the power— uh, under Article Two, Section Three, to convene Congress on uh, quote extraordinary occasions, uh, which you know might be a national emergency, and that seems to imply that his powers don't just expand uh, on their own when there's an extraordinary occasion. Uh, the Supreme Court in the uh, famous 1952 steel seizure case said that uh, you know he has to trace. His uh, There is no general grant of presidential emergency power. Any power that he claims has to be traced to an act of Congress or the Constitution. Uh, Justice Jackson, who wrote the most influential concurrence in that opinion, uh, said that you know, one reason the framers didn't go further in terms of granting a general emergency power is they probably feared that emergency powers would tend to kindle emergencies. You'd get more of them if the president could uh, bolster and bootstrap his own powers anytime uh, he, he he declared an, a national emergency.
0: So how does this claim of a national emergency uh, jibe with previous instances in which presidents have both claimed there was a national emergency and then assumed powers to deal with it?
1: Well, uh, there's a long and dirty history of presidents trying to uh, enhance their own powers by uh, declaring national emergencies real and imagined. And that's one of the reasons we got uh, a law that's in play here, the uh, National Emergencies Act of 1976. Uh, During the Watergate era, a special senate committee uh, looked at the uh, president's emergency powers and... They found uh, 470 statutory provisions that gave the president broad powers that Congress had passed, Uh, and they found that uh, uh, there were four ongoing proclamations of national emergency at the time that dated back to uh, 1933. Uh, So they passed this this law, the National Emergencies Act, and it was in part designed to restrain the abil- the president's ability to, to do that promiscuously uh, but that law hasn't really had much effect. Uh, it's mostly it has not effectively restrained the president. Uh, it did end the uh, four ongoing uh, national emergency proclamations at the time uh, but then mostly what it did it's a sort of a process statute. the president has to when he wants to invoke, uh, emergency powers he has to make a formal declaration of national emergency and he has to identify what specific statutory powers he relies on and it also said that the emergency terminates uh, within a year unless he decides to redeclare it uh, which is pretty easy to do and uh, you know we're we're currently in uh, something uh, just over 30 ongoing national emergencies. Uh, We've been in one for practically my entire life. Uh, that Jimmy Carter declared in the Iranian hostage crisis. So the National Emergencies Act it was a noble effort, but uh, it certainly it didn't restrain Congress's irresponsible tendency to delegate broad powers to the executive, and that's why we are where we are today.
0: Yeah, I I, I wonder to what extent is it constitutional for. Congress to delegate some emergency powers to the president? I mean, is there a constitutional limit on the degree to which they can do that?
1: Sure. Theoretically, I mean, Congress can't delegate powers that it doesn't have. Uh, However, it can delegate broad powers uh, to the president if it can trace those powers to a a specific grant of power in Article 1. It can delegate uh, and it has through the Insurrection Act and the various amendments to it. Uh, they set the conditions for calling out the National Guard to put down domestic unrest. Uh, so there are, and you know, the Constitution contemplates that uh, habeas corpus can be suspended uh, in certain circumstances. So it's not that the Constitution doesn't provide uh, for extra powers in the event of a genuine national emergency, but uh, the constitutional scheme, places Congress in the driver's seat for such circumstances.
0: So you said that National Emergencies Act, when it passed, closed off four national emergencies, but more than two dozen have been declared since then? Yeah, it's
1: sort of squeezing a balloon. Uh, I mean, some of these are uh, unobjectionable. Uh, You know, some of them are, uh, you know, say, banning uh, aid to uh, either side in an ongoing civil war. Uh, We're not talking about, uh, in every case, broad sweeping uh, national emergencies that give the president uh, general domestic authority. But I think that is a sign that uh, the problem that Congress identified in the post-Watergate era has not been solved. Uh, In fact, the uh, Brennan Center just uh, very timely, uh, before President Trump started threatening to declare a national emergency, uh, in December came out with a report that uh, identifies 136 statutory authorities that the president now, after the the, uh, National Emergencies Act, can still invoke in a declared national emergency. A lot of them have never been invoked. Most of them just require the, the president's Signature on the declaration in order to
0: trigger trigger emergency powers, and some of them are quite broad. So, so what now? I mean, the president has sort of toyed with this idea of declaring a national emergency. What is what ought to be Congress's reaction to that?
1: Well, I think one of the the big problems here is you'd like to be able to say that uh, you know this is a this is a banana republic tactic and our Constitution and our laws. Have no room for it. Uh, that the president uh, has doesn't have a legal leg to stand on. You'd like to be able to say that, but uh, you can't. There are actually at least a, a couple of statutory provisions that Trump can point to that might allow him to redirect uh, military construction authority to uh, building a border wall, and uh, so. When he claims that "quote I have an absolute right to do it," you know he's exaggerating, but uh, he has a non-frivolous claim because Congress has been so feckless in ceding broad emergency powers to the president. Um, what can they do now? Uh, putting aside the uh, the border wall case, uh, they got us into this mess. So presumably, uh, with the the right will. And consensus, they could get us out of it. I mean, a first step would be to, uh, you know, re-engineer the uh, Senate Select Committee uh, that, uh, or in this case, it would probably be the House from the Watergate era, uh, make a comprehensive review of the emergency authorities that Congress has passed since 1976. Identify which of those. Uh, are overbroad identify which of the 30 uh, some ongoing national emergency declarations are no longer needed and uh, set down new rules to restrain the president's power to abuse this authority uh, you know trump in many ways uh, has been uh, well he uh, there's the old phrase about uh, the prospect of uh, hanging tends to concentrate the mind wonderfully and uh, Donald Trump has tended to concentrate a lot of people's minds, unfortunate broad delegations of power that Congress has engaged in over the years. And uh, you know, the what you'd like to see come out of this is uh, some tightening uh, of those authorities, because uh, you never know how they're going to be used.
0: Gene Healy is a vice president at the Cato Institute and author of The Cult of the Presidency. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.